Welcome to Dine with the Divine. I'm your host, Ashley, and together we'll be exploring the magical, the mystical, and everything in between. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about maybe the gender or not of God, and we'll talk about being kind. So hi, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back for another week. And I hope you're having a great week. And if you're not, I hope your week gets a lot better soon. So today we have a fabulous guest and she has fabulous glasses that I love. This is not a visual podcast, so you can't see. Just trust me. She is Reverend Amber Kearney. She is a progressive Christian pastor on a mission to love and affirm those the church has cast out, link arms with those that are breaking down capitalist and patriarchal strongholds, and help abolish systems of power that oppress trans, black, brown, queer, and otherwise marginalized communities. She is a bisexual pastor that serves at Riverside Church at Park and King as an associate minister on Sunday mornings, but prefers to be in the streets more than be in the pulpit. She's a mother, pastor, partner, and lover of books and thrift stores. Oh, I love that. I love a thrift store too. Mm-hmm. Thrift store. So how are you, Amber? I'm wonderful. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's a little rainy here. Otherwise, pretty good. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, where do we start? Because there's a lot going on here. I told my husband, I was like, I basically just trauma dumped everything about myself in there. So we had a lot of material to work with. (laughs) We'll see where it goes. (laughs) You're totally fine. No, so I think, and this is just before we even start. So I like saw you on Instagram and I was looking at your pictures and what you do. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what a positive figure. First of all, I love your hair. You have the best hair you have fantastic beautiful hair and then so it's just stalking you on instagram as one does and i was just like oh wow like you first of all you have a beautiful smile you just look like somebody who i'm like if i had a problem i'd talk to her like (laughs) you got a problem yo i'll solve it (laughs) check out how the dj revolves it exactly yeah like that just like that that's exactly how it would go and it would be fantastic so that's the start and end of my musical career and now (laughs) it was good while it lasted i enjoyed it but I, i guess my first question for you of all questions is what made you want to become a pastor, associate minister. I don't know the levels, but yeah. We're like wizards. We've got levels. I'm like third mage. I'm trying to get up there. No. (laughs) Sometimes when my my senior pastor isn't around, I park in his parking spot and I'm like, I'm the pastor now. (laughs) Talk and film him. Yes. Um, So basically... When I was younger, I really wanted to do ministry because I had an opportunity to speak at an event, and I'm terrified of speaking in public, but getting up there and just sharing, I just, like, forgot that I was talking in front of, like, 100 people, and I just really enjoyed it, and I've always enjoyed helping people, and, like, my mom was a church secretary, so I was always doing stuff, and I was like, I really feel like I could do this. But I was Southern Baptist. And if you know anything about Southern Baptists, they don't really, I don't think they like women at all. But that's my beef with them. <laughs> well, I was just thinking this today. I was like, there's a lot of people who claim to be like, and I'm talking about red pill people. And like, I know I should have had this revelation before. But I was like, wait, you guys really don't like women. Like, you guys are all like, I'm so straight. I'm like, I don't think you are. Like, I was like, <laughs> For real. Eight ladies. And I think For if real. guys 
had what the parts I guess you like them to have, I guess you would just date men. Like I just yeah, okay. Just anyway, do let's it, go man. back to no. I know. <laughs> That's it's what I'm fine. Just be yourself. It's fine. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. So I, about 16, came out to the, not came out to the church, because I came <laughs> to my church and said, I want to go into ministry. And a bunch of lay people, because I'm so, like, we are Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. There's like tent revival, the fried chicken, like all that shit. Okay. And so I like show up the last day and I'm like, I feel called to ministry, and they're like, yes, girl, do it, boss queen, whatever, (laughs) and that was set to babysit for my pastor later that week, and he was like, Mm -hmm. hey, friend, I know you're coming over this time. Could you come a little bit early? The wife and I want to talk to you, and I was like, cool, you sleep schedules, like, whatever, like I thought it was, Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, it is sinful for you to want to be in ministry. You should marry a pastor and that'll be your ministry pardon exactly i was like <laughs> the fuck <laughs> this what? Is, a, is this i've heard people curse on your podcast that's okay oh yeah it's totally okay. fine you can okay, curse cool. as much as you want it's just like this comes out of me i'm sorry no uh, problem, yeah <laughs> so for 20 years i was just like wandering around just doing things like a ministry Mm-hmm. Which was like the thing, oh, I could do that. And it would be like a ministry. Oh, I could do mm-hmm. that. It would be like a ministry. Because I was subversive, even though I didn't realize that's what was going on. So I was like, I'm not yeah. being a pastor. I see how pastors treat their wives like hell no. Hello? Um, <laughs> so when I got here at Riverside in Jacksonville, like 20 years later, my senior pastor was like, you've been you keep saying you've been doing things like ministry. Why don't you just do ministry? I I never saw myself necessarily as a pastor. I just wanted to help people. And they were like, yeah, I'm really trying to build this church up and you feel called ministry and I need to fill a role here. So why don't we do this? And so I've been on staff for July will be a year. Great. It's been great. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't. Okay. (laughs) yeah i can't believe somebody if you're saying and this goes for like any i think any kind of faith or whatnot i feel like if somebody's oh my god i'm so called to do this like because god has spoke to my heart or i just feel this or whatnot that's no problem why would anybody is it that important that you have a penis to do it like i really don't (laughs) (laughs) apparently it is if you've seen the news lately we'll get to it that is a dark joke though yeah it is i'm just like you were saying no this is something that has touched me something that i feel strongly about and for someone to be like you know what you should do you should shut the hell up and go and marry somebody who does that so then you can serve him they specifically told me you should marry pastor and raise his children and i like very strongly remember the his children i'm like what the fuck? i carried those kids in my body and i would push them out of the smallest hole in my body and Hello? they're his children what the fuck is that what is that and that you know what that reminds me of i just this like two weeks ago, no this was last weekend i watched the documentary about the duggers the and like happy that, people and i watched it and in that and my i have a friend who's an ex-mormon and she said the same thing in mormonism that it's like 
there is the people in your life the hierarchy is if you're a woman it's like you and then you serve your husband who serves god so it's like your husband before god which is insane to me i'm like so just some do and it doesn't matter what the gender of your partner is um you shouldn't worship your partner nobody's partner should be over like them like that like it's just like partner yeah you're 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 supposed to help me yeah yeah. (laughs) all right (laughs) it's yeah it's you seen Bill Gothard's like the umbrella model? It's yeah. She that pisses me off so much. Oh my god! Every time I see that, I'm like, I gotta go punch someone now. <laughs> what the hell is that on your page? Get that off. <laughs> what is and the, okay, and I we're gonna go off the rails because there's so many things that I have talked to you about that I've been thinking about for the past couple days. And since we brought up oh. Bill Gothard, <laughs> I have a couple questions. Okay, the obsession with the conservative, and I just want to see what you think about this, like the conservative obsession with sex. Don't understand, like what? And we'll talk about this later too, like the message of Christ, which is what Christianity is based off of, if anybody doesn't know. And if you didn't know that, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's, I'm not trying to be yeah. funny. I'm serious. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> because it of the way. It seems like it's about other things. It seems like yeah. it's about everything, everything else. And like, I always say Jesus is like my homeboy. or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was my first like introduction into spirituality was Jesus. But I just don't understand, understand why people are so obsessed with sex. Like, that's how, okay, first of all, it's like, biologically like that's how people are made so let's just stop it there like we don't have to worry about who's doing it when they're doing it who they're doing it with if you're <laughs> yeah. the right gender when you do it like who gives it like <laughs> literally two mm-hmm. main people and at some people at some point people realized it was fun and it felt good so they kept doing it so why are we so worried <laughs> yeah i know and it's so funny how they really confuse gender and sexuality mm. i've explained to my oldest is eight she knows what all of the LGBTQIA, she has a basic understanding of what everything is. And we still haven't had the big, like, birds and the bees, like, sex talk with her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, because gender and sexuality aren't the same thing. And I have to explain that to people all the time. Like, why is it always, our church is very affirming. Like, we, we make sure, because so many people say, all are welcome, but there's always an asterisk somewhere yeah. that is hidden. So we're very upfront and really careful like when you get in the door you know exactly where we stand mm-hmm. we're not going to take you to coffee to explain things we're not going to say oh meet with a pastor we are very explicit and i've still even had to explain that to people like why do we have to talk about sex so much and we're not talking about sex we're mm-hmm. talking about gender and, yes and this is why it's so important because so many people have had that like glass wall experience where they feel welcome but then when they try and move within the church they like slam into a glass wall oh but you're a lesbian so you can't do children's ministry oh you're you're non-binary and we're a little bit nervous about you teaching a bible study so you can sit in the pews and you can give us your money but you can't actually go anywhere with it and Mm -hmm. so just like you really (laughs) so we're very explicit and because of that it raises questions people get that confused that gender sexuality and I wish we talked about sex more in church, honestly. Maybe make it a little more fun. <laughs> I'm saying, and there's so, I feel like so many 
there's so many positive ways. I was thinking about this too when I was watching the Duggar documentary. There's so many positive ways to talk about sex and explain, oh, even the emotional part of it that like, I feel like it's very important to explain to people, especially kids, people who are going to have sex growing up, like that sex brings up a lot of emotions and it's important to explore those emotions because I do think that people exploit those emotions. Mm -hmm. If you, if somebody has sex with the wrong person, that other person may exploit how they may be feeling after that sexual experience. They may think this is love and then the person will maybe they could become abusive and they may say this is how people treat people you know what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say yeah yeah, yeah like, and i f- go ahead i'm sorry you know, no you're fine it's just it sounds like you're you, we're on the same page it's like, yeah it, being as open as what's age appropriate yeah and just not being like my parents my mom like couldn't even hardly say the word sex she was so mm-hmm. nervous around things and i'm like I've just been trying to be real careful that I'm like, just, okay, this is fine. We can talk about this. Yeah. You know? And I think as you think people get older, like it should be like, I want my kids and I want my youth and my children's, not necessarily my children's ministry, because I don't do children's ministry, but a youth ministry. <laughs> there's obviously like, there's some things there because it's parents and whatnot. But of course, gen- yeah. generally speaking, like I want people to feel like they could come to me and ask questions and not their dumbass friends who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they know the same amount of information that they do. <laughs> it's like they had me convinced that because I drank Mountain Dew, I was going to get breast cancer when I was a kid. Your friends tell you the dumbest shit. <clears throat> I remember when I was like in sixth grade, I found out some girl had like sex with her boyfriend, but who, they, the girl was older than us. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God. They're like, yeah, but it was the first time, so she can't get pregnant, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> And I believed that for years. I was like, oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you get a freebie, like a free pass the first time. Just check it out. That's you know, what, it's exactly. It's painful, so, you know, might as well. That's what everyone said. I swear to I was maybe like a junior in high school. I found out that's not true, that you can get pregnant anytime. I was like, no, so-and-so told me five years ago that <laughs> they were like no Ashley that's a lie I was like damn that's crazy that's, that's how I was about drugs so <laughs> growing up with the dare program I was convinced yes. that if I tried any drug the first time I would die yeah <laughs> literally <same. laughs> would die so I got offered all kinds of shit in college and I was like I don't want to die <laughs> I'm going to- you guys didn't go to dare you didn't find out you're gonna die from this <laughs> oh my I thought that like the minute you smoked weed, mm-hmm. you just became like a heroin addict. Like, <laughs> yes. I was petrified. I had friends who smoked weed and I was like, mm, you guys, I don't want to be strung out. I can't go home if I'm like this. My parents are immigrants. They'll kill me. I was like, I can't do this. What's, what's great about it too is that in college when I was younger, there was just drugs everywhere. And now I'm just like an anxious mom who'd like like a little cannabis. And I'm like, I look like one of those cop nart people. Like, I, I don't even know how to find it. And I'm too anxious to go into one of the doctor's offices and be like, I have anxiety. Can I just get a card? <laughs> so I'm just out here raw dog in life. <laughs> yes. Raw dog in life. That's my favorite thing. I feel like a lot of us are just doing that <laughs> every day. America healthcare system is in the toilet. What is it? Oh, so, my God. We're all just doing it, you know, this capitalist oh, yeah. house week. 
And oh, that's another thing. Not about the American healthcare system because that's another rant for another day. But like your church. First of all, I'm going to read this statement that was on your church's website because I really loved it. It just says our community welcomes all the certain and the doubtful, the excluded and the included, rich, poor and in between, divorced, partnered, single, widowed, atheist, agnostic, Buddhist, Catholic, Protestant, Islamic, Hindu, Jewish, or nothing, straight, LGBTQIA+, African-American, Asian, Latino, white, citizens, and guests. I love that because when you say, like you said before, some people say a welcome all, and that's because they want that $5. (laughs) But you guys really are like, we welcome all you, and especially if you're in one of these categories, and if you're not even, still come if you feel like it. (laughs) I love that statement just like straight white christian heteronormity like that is the people that is the default box like that's the npc character like most most people like default in our society to that so i don't feel as strongly that i need to tell those people that you're welcome here you are welcome here (laughs) but for other people outside of that for an immigrant or for an atheist or somebody that's i kind of halfway in the church and halfway out and i've had some religious trauma am i going to be welcome here i'm a trans woman am i going to be welcome here those kinds of people really don't operate within that default setting and they don't know because everything caters to that group so we just like i said wanted to be very explicit and so far i feel like it's working out pretty well yeah i love that and you touched on the fact that first of all it makes a lot of sense to me too because i like even i feel because i'm black a lot of places i go my first question is, are there going to be any other black people there? Because I'm always like, I don't know if I'm going to walk in and everyone's going to stare at me or if it's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> because ah, and it's nerve wracking. It's a real fear. Yeah. And there's, yeah. There's always a fear of being like people being suspicious of me or it's just like a thing when I go places. Most yeah. a lot of black people experience that like. And then same with other groups of people have different reasons because people may, especially in a church, and I'm not part of the LGBT community, but I can, I can obviously think about how uncomfortable it might be in certain circumstances to walk into places like that when maybe you do just want to go and like worship with other people. But you might think, oh, these people are going to look at me and maybe I don't look super heteronormative man woman whatever and they're gonna think something so i can't imagine that feeling either to to have that on your website i think is so important and to have somebody like you who isn't fitting this like one way of being is so important to people who do maybe feel like that maybe they say i don't hate christianity maybe i hate maybe i wasn't treated well wherever i was but it doesn't mean i hate my faith or whatever i think that's so important I grew up, I grew up Southern Baptist, I grew up homeschooled, like Mm. part of the whole culture and really deconstructed hard about maybe six years ago and it just kept snowballing, rolling and I feel pretty settled now, but I also want to always like learn and grow and I'm sure I'll change over the next year and two or whatever. But for me, I just know that there's so many people that were harmed by the church and they that one foot in, they haven't lost their connection to the divine 
and what they know is church, but church has also deeply hurt them. And I want to be somebody that can help bridge that gap and be like, if you still want this, it's for mm-hmm. you. And also, like, I have great friends who don't want it anymore. They're like, I'm spiritual or I'm not spiritual at all. And I don't do church anymore. But like your community, I'll come over and eat dinner with you guys. If you guys are having a meal or a barbecue or something, I'll hang out with you. I've got friends that come and do various things with us. And they don't, they're like, the God stuff's not for us, but we feel like your community's safe and we'll hang out with you because some of your congregants are really cool. And that's fine too. I don't feel any, I no longer feel it's necessary to try and win people over and get them to stay in church or whatever. I think people connect with the divine, however they're going to do it or not do it. And that's okay, which is like totally different than how I was raised. (laughs) I was raised like Tuesday night, go out and win people for the Lord bullshit. And it just causes so much trauma for people and for myself, but also for the people you talk to and creates this unnecessary power imbalance and it's just gross now to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's amazing. I love how accepting you are of anybody's place where they are in their faith journey or lack thereof. And that's what's important. It's, isn't, aren't we all just supposed to, this sounds so stupid, but aren't we all supposed to get along <laughs> Yeah. If you have a specific faith, great. If you have none at all, no problem. Let's all just be cool. That's literally, in the words of Luann from Real House of York, can we all just be cool? Don't be (laughs) all uncool. That is so wonderful. And it's just, and for some people, church is literally just community. And that's what they need. You know what I mean? They, yeah, maybe the God stuff isn't for them that's no problem they're just like oh like you said your congregants are cool or maybe i've made some friends here and i just want to chill with them and eat some food that's cool like we have a place we can commune yeah yeah i so like jesus to me is like this like he was like a palestinian jew who was very radical for his time and i think it's really significant that the first time that he speaks publicly is like the sermon on the mount uh, so i a lot of the things he talks about caring for the poor and that like justice is such a central integral part of the ministry work that he did and when he teaches his disciples how to pray jesus talks about god that they'll be may earth look like heaven and Mm. that sort of becomes my mantra is like how can i make the world around me look a little bit like what i think heaven would look like which would be more equitable that racial violence wouldn't happen, that LGBTQ violence wouldn't be happening, that everybody would get along and we'd all be cool. Um, (laughs) And I think that's important for me. You cannot, if you're a Christian, and this doesn't speak to other people's face, but for me, Christianity doesn't happen without the work of justice. It's become just like an integral part of my faith. It's been really nice landing here at this church because we do a mm-hmm. lot of that kind of work. Churches do a lot of mercy ministry, which looks mm-hmm. more like making sandwiches for homeless people or giving out clothes, um, writing checks for things. And I think that's important too, but I think mm-hmm. justice goes upstream and says, okay, where is this broken and how do we fix systemic inequalities? And uh, I don't know why I'm rambling on about this, but I got excited. No, (laughs) it's no, this is so important. I think that way too, like it's super good for you to have a food drive 
and to hand out food on Thanksgiving. Nobody's ever seen that. And I always talk about like my, so my mom grew up Seventh-day Adventist and they're very strict about certain things. So she's one of those people who's, I really like Jesus, but like, I'm not into all these rules. So I just pray and like chill, but like, I don't need all of this. I like that. <laughs> a lot but like my mom she grew up like her family was very poor and they got the food basket from the church on holidays because they were the ones who needed it and it was great Mm -hmm. but like you're saying i always think about these things like yeah why don't we do more work about like changing laws and helping the unhoused and like doing those things or they're being Okay, this is getting a little into some controversial territory, but ministering to where I live. Yeah, like ministering to women about how you shouldn't have sex, how you shouldn't have sex, how you shouldn't have sex, and then like when they get pregnant and they're like, "Okay, I had got pregnant, I don't want to have an abortion," and they're like, "Absolutely not, you crazy person." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then if they get pregnant, stop screaming at them. If they, yeah. if they make a decision for themselves and say, I'm not equipped to have this child, why are you mad at them for that? They're yeah. making a healthy decision for themselves Absolutely. and the child. Yeah. And they're saying, this is not okay for me and I don't want to do this. Okay, great. Like, yeah. you, this is care. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that we've been doing this for Oh, so long, right? It's been like the 60s or 70s when Roe v. Wade initially was held up in court. And since then, there's been so many think tanks that have said, hey, do you want to not have abortions? Here's a slew of things that you can handle, and then you yeah. have less abortions. Mm-hmm. Like again, like I said, abortion is health care. You do what you want to with your body. That is autonomy and all the things. Also, if they really cared about that, if that was the thing, they really did actually care about that then they would handle all these other issues that poverty, inequality in housing, the rising costs of food, even climate change issues. Like so many things impact the reason why birthing people choose not to have kids. And those are all valid, but they could also be looked at systemically. And we've done that research. It would be so easy to pass laws, to fix things and help people but to me, it doesn't seem like it's actually the goal. The goal seems more about control. Mm-hmm. And I know that's controversial, but that's my hot take. <laughs> On this podcast, it's not controversial. It's fact. <laughs> because, so speaking of control, my next thing that I was thinking about, this is just going to be a conversation today, everybody. So don't get on me. Because I think about also when it comes to the church, I always think about, okay, control controlling birthing people's bodies like you said and they also control of what they've i was talking to somebody else oh i talked to my fiance about this too in if you go to west africa this is where my dad is from where my fiance is from west africa also like you go to church there people are crazy into church like they love jesus with a fervor right yeah yeah. but again then they use it to demonize each other we demonize our indigenous religion because apparently it's bad now and like i always think of like how colonized Christ- become Col- and like, yeah, yeah yeah so many countries use christianity to do the colonizing and then to sell people like actually jesus loves you but not as much as he loves me because you are less than me and that's how I'm going to use this religion thing. And I'm going to make you have to believe it so much that you're going to demonize your own people and your own ancestors because, yeah. and I'm just like, 
I would I always say this when I die. I have to find Jesus because we have to have a combo. Like, because I'm like, sir, mm-hmm. you know what they're talking about you down there? Like, <laughs> the shit is wild down there. Like, they're saying all sorts of shit that you didn't say. And he's going to be like, bet. And I'm going to be like, yes. <laughs> it is wackadoodle time. It's crazy down there, Jesus. I swear to God. They be saying you said all this shit and they didn't even write that in your book. And he's, I know. I never said that shit. Like, what the fuck? My people have gone off the fucking rails. I'm gonna put a boot somewhere. Exactly. He's like, he's probably like, remember I died for all your sins? I might be taking some of that back because some of you people are doing a lot. (laughs) And I can't. You are doing the most. And not even in a good way. No. (laughs) Sometimes. I'll tell you a secret that's not going to be a secret now because, you know, the podcast. But but sometimes, like, I love my job so much and there's so much that I would do absolutely for free, like Mm -hmm. ministry. But, like, sometimes when people are buttholes, I just think, oh, this is why I'm getting paid. (laughs) Like, this specific complaint, I'm going to imagine that your money is what I'm feeding my family this week. absolutely because this is dumb yeah yeah just people just like that people are the best part of my work and they are also the worst part of my work and sometimes it can be the same person 100 percent. i know (laughs) and i also think so many people are a product of what they heard. And okay, this is my other, okay, my big gripe too. I have a gripe. Everybody, if there's Listen probably not. Ashley's gripe. <laughs> one of my many gripes. <laughs> like we are, and I think I said this before in a different episode. I was like, we are in an age, in our country, mm-hmm. in the United States, most people can read. Our, liter- our literacy rate's very high, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you are like, the Bible says this. I'm like, you can look it up. Yeah, the Bible Google. is it, Google it. It's being there's apps. It's being sold mm-hmm. everywhere. If you haven't heard, you can mm-hmm. buy a bookstore. So when people say all these things, I'm like, quote it. Tell me where it says it. And they're like, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so it's all that talk. First of all, it, people who are Christians who say stuff like that. It's not helping your case because this is why a lot of people don't trust people like that because you can't even back it up with whatever you're saying. And if you're using your faith to be hateful, why would people want to be a part of it? They're like, oh, those are those stinky people who don't like anybody. I don't want to hang out with them. (laughs) They're mean. For real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's so interesting to me, too, is that they'll look at the Bible and they'll say, like, it's a plain text. So they'll pick out a couple passages that talk about women or gay people. And they do not want to hear the historical context of those verses. They don't want Thank to break you. those out. But then there's like 2,000 verses that say, like, give all your money to the poor and stop hoarding wealth and take care of one another. And widows and immigrants, like, should be on your roster for taking care of people. And they're suddenly very committed to just all oh, the historical context. And that's like, <laughs> that, this was just a parable about heaven. And God did not want us to actually give any of our wealth to the poor and, like, fix justice issues that's just that's a whole it's a sidebar story that <laughs> means something else and i'm like 
you couldn't do that for women in ministry or for the LGBTQ folk. Like, we, yeah. we couldn't do that for them. But when it comes to your pocketbook, suddenly yeah. it's just it's a fun story. It's an anecdote. Yeah, they didn't need all of my money. They just spent once in a while, the Good Samaritan guy at Christmas time. I put a few coins in there. Yeah, I know. Screw them. You guys, if you didn't know, they're not good people. They're terrible. Don't support those people. They're anti-LGBTQ and everybody. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're bad. No, Christmas pisses me off so much because it's them. <laughs> and then Franklin Graham with his fucking, like, pack-up shoe boxes for people. And, like, all these Americans throw all their, like, shitty dollar store yeah. stuff inside of boxes. And then Franklin Graham goes over to Africa and these little Zimbabwe children that are like, do you want this shitty boxes? Dollar Tree stuff? You got to know about Jesus first. They're like, I'm, so I'm hungry. Can I have some food? <laughs> Not till you pray this prayer. And they're like, I'll say literally any fucking thing. Just give me the dumb box with the food and stuff. And, <laughs> and then it fucks up the economy over there because for like yes. weeks while they're there, then nobody is buying anything in the market. And it's during a time where people are expecting that economic and then they're just not getting anything and you're just like taking money out of somebody else's it's just like that whole thing pisses me off so between them and then the salvation army people at christmas i'm a little grumpy and i'm like no we're gonna we're gonna do micro loans and build cisterns we're not doing exactly. any of this shit and i <laughs> I'm not very fun at Christmas time with the congregants. They're like, we just want to do a $20 thing and feel like we're helping people. And we're like, that's not how justice work works. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> get a, I get a little in my, like my Paul Peter era, just like pulling out a knife and yes. just like, cut it all down. <laughs> it's so true though. Charities. I'm very like that too about when people like, I give to this charity i'm like did you look it up like how much money does the ceo make and people are like why do you need to know that i was like i need to know where's my money and not because of me because i want my money to actually go to help people so i look shit up i'm like are they do they give their ceos shit tons of money do they support some weird ass organization that hates gay people because i need to know i don't want to give my money to any of these weird ass people i'm the same way i'm the same yeah. way when i found out about those damn samaritan people i was like <laughs> good samaritans i would like now i just give them terrible side eye whenever i walk by bombastic side eye every time <laughs> bitches yeah. <laughs> I see our TikTok algorithm is similar <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah bombastic side eye every time I have no time for it or like the companies the is... companies mm -hmm. is Wendy's or whoever they're like would you like to round up to I'm like not so that you can get a fucking tax break that's it pay your share of taxes bitches <laughs> this is what I'm saying you got pay your taxes okay controversial <laughs> You work at a church, so I got to ask your controversial opinion. Okay. How do you feel about churches not paying taxes? I'm like, I have so many weird feelings about it. Because the thing is, like, my church, even though we have a large building, but we own the building, and it's been here for 100 years, so that's why we own mm. the building. We have a fairly small congregation, and 
we are just like scraping by just to make sure all the programs run. And we really don't do a lot of, we do some inward stuff. Like obviously kids have classrooms, so they have cookies and and stuff like that. But the vast majority of the money that we're using is either keeping lights on in the building or it's actually like going out and helping people in our community doing things. And so like for us, taxing us would be like really difficult. Yeah. But also the fucking mega churches that like, they bring in so much money for all this yes. stuff, and it's so shady. And it's, I feel like there should be a cap. If you make so mm-hmm. much money, if there's, so, if you have book deals and your congregation is so big and it's bringing in so much money, there should be some sort of like in between. Because some churches have 30 people in them and they're barely making it. If they're doing good work and they're not like being political, like telling people who to vote for and stuff, like fucking Greg Locke and his shitty congregation Hmm. like if you're not engaging in that kind of stuff and you're doing honest work i don't know and you're not making a ton of money like i see but like also if you're making a ton of money and so i'll tell you in a a little ramp (laughs) little story (laughs) i was at a church once that decided that they were going to build a building and it was supposed to be like like a gym and it was supposed Mm -hmm. to help people in impoverished areas of town and so they could give them classes for their kids to learn trades and to do like art and stuff and we were like oh this is great you're going to build it over on the other side of town they're going to help all these these kids whose parents instead of them having to pay for like aftercare we'll just take care of that for free for them and it'll Mm -hmm. be great and and it was a very wealthy church and this was prior to a lot of my deconstruction I'd have kicked off some of it, but <clears throat> when they announced it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. We could do this. And then a little bit later, they announced where they bought the plot of land at, and it was like less than 15 minutes from where we were, which is like this part of town that was very wealthy. And I was like, that's not good. It takes like <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes to drive from the more like redlining. There's, there's, yeah. there's every town has it. Every town's got yeah, it, like side and... So anyway, so there's no way that people are going to spend that kind of gas to drop their kids up. And then they yeah. started charging for classes. And I was like, oh, hell no, we're out. We're done. I can't do this shit. And so like things like that set me off. But I also yeah. know a lot of really great people who do honest work and they're just like barely making any money. And that's okay because it's the life that they committed to. Mm-hmm. So you know, just like we used to give teachers, a lot of times teachers would get to go to school for free and they'd have yeah. housed and boarding for free for places because it was considered a public service. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know, I feel like case by case basis, but I'm still like real like shifty on that because I, I know people on both sides. I want to make sure that good work still happens. Yeah. But also if we taxed all the churches, everybody would be would be in homes and there would be inequalities i think that it would be great if we didn't have to force people if people actually took the mandated ideas that jesus set forth of caring for the unhoused and yeah like if we actually took that seriously we would no one have to force it we would just give generously and i'm to some degree i'm like where how do i get that because you get more generous. I wouldn't be just giving you like 2% of my income or whatever. It would be like what needs you have. And you know, not to get too communist, but everybody according to their need, everybody according to. 
<laughs> their ability. And yeah. to me, I feel like that would be so great. But unfortunately, you've got a lot of assholes. And so we yeah. have to force them to do things. It seems, so it seems so. I was talking to somebody about this the other day because we were talking about tithing. And I was like, okay, the situation is. Now, I've done like a lot of reading about it because so I used to go to this church with my mom sometimes and they one time we went and there was a whole service on tithing like mm-hmm. the whole entire service I left like angry because mm-hmm. I went to this church that we went to is in not such a good place in town not in my town but it's about 25 minutes away from where I live and it's a poor area and most of the people who go to this church are Maybe on a lot of them are like on food stamps and government programs. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, so you're asking these people to tithe and they are just making it. Most of them have children. Like we, they had a whole school program for the beginning of school, donate money for stuff. And most people needed those backpacks and those school supplies. They didn't have a lot of money to buy that for their kids. So I'm like, you're asking these people to give 10% of their money when they don't have a lot of money to begin with and you'd rather them do that than what feed and clothe their children but whatever but my when I like did a lot of research on it other than this stupid sermon I went to like like, I actually was like I actually read about it and I'm like okay because before I used to be like tax the charges which I still think that they should but on on the other hand I see why they didn't like because before what like things like your church is trying to do that was the whole point it was like no the church is out here reaching out to the community and helping people that's why we're not taxing them because what they're doing is using the money to obviously they have to the people who work in the church have to live so we have to give them money that's not a problem they're working but it's like they're using a lot of those money for helping people especially when it comes to like child care that's like you said child care is a big thing a lot of child care is expensive as fuck a lot of churches and places would have free child care for your kid or we'll watch them after school or whatever so like in that respect i'm like yeah and like i just talked about my mom growing up like her church was in england but still like them not tra- not not charging them taxes allowed to give money to families who are poor like my mom and her family so in a way that was great for them and her minister and everybody got to get paid so i see it but and so in this community aspect i'm like yeah it's fine like i totally get it not taxing churches what like you said where i have a huge problem with it is like these stupid ass people like creflo dollar and all these idiots like out here buying a buy a jet why do you need a jet number one i thought you're supposed to be a champion for christ and christ wouldn't have a jet first of all he wouldn't know what it was because he lived a long time ago <laughs> he's like what's that i'm like we'll explain later um <laughs> but, but, walk on the water it's fine <laughs> he's, i just he's i float up in clouds and shit we're like yeah you don't need one we know stop bragging jesus <laughs> we know um but, but like what? you need all show off i know right you need all this and these expense. Even the pastor of the church I went, I went to, he had fancy suits every week, new suit, new this. Yeah. I'm like, why do you need all this shit? And he used to like brag about, yeah, one day they're gonna see me on TV. I'm like, so this is why you're doing this, which is okay. You just want to be on TV, fine, then go be on TV. But like, you're collecting money from all these people. So I now didn't feel bad when I put one dollar in the change basket. That's it, because like you don't. If you eat all my that. money. 
the Instagram that's like pastor shoes or something. Yes. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. crazy. You ever see the pastor who got robbed during church? No. Oh my God. I'm going to send it to you on Instagram. Oh my okay. God. It's hilarious. Um, this man, <laughs> he was wearing like a million dollars worth of jewelry. This is in Brooklyn, I think. Um, they robbed him during the, he was live streaming church and they just robbed him. And I was like, first of all, what in, yeah, very rude. <laughs> Reaching about like the gospel and here you go robbing that man. But it was funny because I'm like, first of all, you're wearing all this jewelry nobody cares like why are you wearing mm-hmm. all this jewelry at church i've never gone to church and be like "Ooh, look at the pastor's beautiful cufflinks i don't give a shit like <laughs> i just want to feel good that day and i want to sing and i want to dance a little bit like just yeah. hear something mm-hmm. um yeah this guy got robbed during church and it's very funny and i will send I mean, it um- <laughs> honestly though like if you're if you have the audacity to come in and take anything out of the church because most people feel a little like uncomfortable about that still, but like you obviously need it more than we do. Like mm-hmm. it, I'm not worried about our stuff. <laughs> Just <laughs> feed your family. Yeah, that's but it. Yeah, that's wild that there was live streaming though. I'm like, <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> not that I'm the like, police damn. are gonna do anything. They're gonna write a report and put it in somewhere and. That's yeah. and people are just like everybody, yeah, everybody's <laughs> laughing. And then like all this other stuff came out later that this guy is like a huge scammer. So and then he was like, "What's the biggest scam I can do? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna open a church." <laughs> Another thing I will be talking to Christ. I'm like Jesus. Did you hear what this guy? Did? So what's interesting mm-hmm. too is that I think that we used to have more safety net programs that were backed by the government. And when mm-hmm. I want to say when Reagan came in and slashed a lot of those fucking programs, Reagan's. yeah, always Reagan, <laughs> always um, fucking Reagan. <laughs> that I think that's where the church ended up. I think the church has always operated sort of in a mutual aid situation, but I think that we had to rely on churches more after that point, and so that I have some interesting feelings about. That. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe if we all put our money into the big pot then we could all get the services without people having to feel like they have to say the god words and go and then like people that show up at the church can just come because they want to come and not because they are like if i say the right words someone will put food in my hands yeah yeah and then there's that thing like too about and i don't know if i'm making sense when i say this but like that there's like another flip side of that too like with that like prosperity gospel stuff that people do it's if i just keep praying then i'll be rich and i'm like that's not how that works because money is a man-made thing guys god didn't make money so god's not like a coke machine you just like (laughs) i know he's not a banker (laughs) the reason you don't have money is because of a multitude of reasons. It's not just because of you didn't pray hard enough for not having money. That's like, dangerous I, theology too. Yes. That, that shit's terrible. People that lost loved ones and stuff, and they're like, they just didn't have enough faith. And I'm like, ugh. Oh my God. How many people have said so many? So I do a lot of work with like grief and stuff. Mm-hmm. People say wild shit like that. And even when like people die, just pray about it. I'm like, pray for what? <laughs> like, I'm sad. Yeah somebody's dead what am i praying for i understand 
if you have a certain kind of faith and i know i, I say this to people I, like i hope they have a an easy transition and things like that and when i say i'm praying for people i'm saying i'm praying like that a person is peaceful i'm not saying that you i'm praying you get over it i'm not saying that if you had prayed harder somebody wouldn't have died that doesn't make sense yeah and people need to shut the fuck up yeah we just do not handle grief well in america i don't know how it's handled in other countries per se because i just know the american experience but like like we my husband and I, a trigger warning miscarriage. We had a miscarriage once and mm. the wild shit people say in line that time you're like, you're grieving and people are like, God just needed them more than you. And I've, I'm. What? <laughs> this yeah. is not what I want to hear mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And you just, people just don't know what to say. And I think they just mm-hmm. try and fill the space with stuff, but it gets really insidious when they start bringing religion into that because they're just like, religion comforts me and so i'm gonna say some weird religious things to you and add your trauma yeah so hard just no that's true just bring them a meal and just sit with them you don't have to say anything really if you don't know what to say absolutely sure yeah yeah oh sorry go ahead no go ahead (laughs) I'm going to go through a little bit of the rest of what I was going to talk about because we've had such a great conversation. I t- was going to talk about other stuff, but we don't need to because this has been amazing. I was like, oh, she's a minister. I'm going to bring up all the things that I have issues with. And <laughs> you are so like <laughs> progressive that you have all the same issues. So this is great. Yeah. I love you. Oh, <laughs> I love you too, Ashley. You're awesome. You're so cool. So since this is dying with the divine, I will bring up a food thing. Okay, so you live in Florida, correct? I do. We already went over this. Yeah. I've said this four times. Okay. I, um, I like to forget that I live here sometimes, so it's fine. I know. That shit is crazy. Okay, we don't yeah. have time for okay. that, but another time. Because your governor's doing a lot. Oh, true. Um, oh. <laughs> what we're going to do. I know. <laughs> I'll um, figure it out. I know. It'll be fine. We always do. So do you live near a Publix? Yes. Okay. Like a lot of Publix. Yeah. Are you familiar with Publix? No, but all I hear is that Publix is amazing and everybody loves Publix. Yeah, everybody loves a pub sub. Okay. Just, just, it's just the subs that they make back in the Publix deli, but people go crazy. But there, I had a friend once who created an Instagram for the pub sub. He was not sponsored. He just, just made posts about public subs. Like, I hope somebody gave him a coupon or something. I was like, I don't know what. People, they, they seem very passionate like, about it. The way like that a New- cult almost. Yeah, this is the way in New Jersey a lot of people feel about Wawa. We have now yeah. Quick Check too. Some people swear by Quick Check. I don't. A Wawa is the original, and this is how <laughs> I feel about Wawa. Like I'm very passionate about a Wawa sub, Wawa soups. They have they're adding all the time to their menu. It's the best convenience <laughs> store you'll ever go to. Fight me anytime, any day. I won't. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm anti catching hands so <laughs> you know fight me about wawa and you can catch these hands too i should just that should be like my motto of my life need a, wawa need a or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i found this list of things you can buy at Publix that people really like okay. i thought i would tell everybody so everybody if you live near Publix, this is what you should buy this is a recommendation widely throughout reddit so <laughs> <laughs> The very popular and reputable site Reddit. They're saying the chocolate chip cookies are good. The salsa apparently is fantastic. Mm. 
the ice cream. I've heard about the ice cream. People say Publix ice cream is so good. The brand, like Publix brand. Yeah, it's comparable to I feel like other national brands, but it's yes. at that generic price. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, sweet tea, and yeah. I've never had sweet tea, but everyone's oh, it's just sugar with a little bit of tea, and I'm like Wait. oh. <laughs> Do you drink hot tea? Yeah, I do. That was weird for me. So I, we, I grew up mostly in Florida, and then I moved to Michigan for a couple of years and then moved mm-hmm. back. And I, like, on our drive up to Michigan, I just kept every gas station, kept, like, seeing if there was sweet tea, a sweet tea. And then at some point, we got, like, halfway up, and I, they started serving hot tea in the gas station. So I was like, okay, so now we're north. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're cold. <laughs> we need hot tea. So people really like this syrup and the croissant uh, syrup. Yes. Oh, they got some lemonade that's getting some hype over here. Pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Yeah. Pizza dough. Okay. They're glazed donuts. I'm a Krispy Kreme gal, so I haven't really eaten oh. their donuts. Um, yeah, I'm, we don't really have Krispy Kremes up here. We got Dunkin' Donuts. That's our thing. It's fine. I had a Krispy Kreme once. It was fine. Everyone's like, it'll change your life. And I'm like, not really. It was fine. But <laughs> Did you eat it hot, though? No, it comes hot. Yeah, when they first make them in the morning, they're, like, hot, and they just melt um, in your mouth. And that's life-changing. But if you just okay. have the Krispy Kreme, they're okay. But I feel like it's <laughs> it's the hot ones. It's always Got the it. hot ones that change your it's life. It's true. <laughs> Any hot pastry, I'm happy. Yeah. Hot pastry, hot people. It's all good. They've all messed me up in some way. We got key lime. Oh no. Oh no, my life's a mess. We got key lime pie. Yeah. We got <laughs> I've never had key lime pie either. I have to mm-hmm. have this one day. And then oh, at the bottom, here you go for your friend. Of course, the most iconic, the royal, the most high public sub. And it says here, bow down, ye mortals, and tremble at the face of perfection. <laughs> Damn. Okay. No. <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. I I stopped eating meat mostly. Oh, like I, about a year ago. I like tried mm-hmm. to when I was younger, and my mom would like put meat in everything. That even it's just like vegetables. She'd be like, "Oh, there's some bacon fat in that," and I'm like, "It's literally the only thing that I can <laughs> eat." But thanks, mom. And so I just Please gave up. Stop. But then when we moved. <laughs> Here, I so many of my friends that go to this church are vegan or vegetarian, so they always bring dishes when that have no meat. And a lot oh, of our good. restaurants around here have a lot of vegan and veg, vegetarian options. I still do cheat, cheat. It's my own thing, so I, it's not really cheating. I get to make the rules about my own body. Absolutely. But I still I like shrimp. <laughs> So, that's okay shrimp tacos i just is good yeah. no i know a lot of people who are what is it's it like pescatarian yeah. yeah or like you said too yeah you can make up your own rules i know a lot of people who only eat chicken like that's the only meat thing they'll be like oh, i'm a vegetarian but I only eat chicken i don't like first of all you're not but second of all you can just say you only eat chicken it's not yeah. that big of a deal you don't have yeah. to fight with other vegetarians about it yeah. <laughs> and vegetarian like most of the people, it's like that stereotype, right? You're vegetarian. You have to talk about it. Oh, I'm oh vegan. You're like, oh, we get it. All right. Every um, vegan person I know has, like, when you meet them, they're like, hi, I'm vegan. And so, oh, my God, I don't give a shit. I don't want to this. And everywhere you go with them, they're like, oh, do they have any vegan options? I don't know. I don't know. Cult, too. There's so many cults out there. There's, there's a cult of 
vegan things. There's a cult of what's the other thing we said that sounded like a cult? I don't remember. Public cults. Public cults. Yes. Pel- Peloton cults. All those Peloton. people are like. I feel like that's there's... fine if you want to exercise, but like you're okay, fine, great. You <laughs> exercise on your fancy expensive bike. I walk <laughs> outside. It's free. <laughs> Congratulations, we're both doing something we enjoy. Like, why are we fighting about it? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so, last but not least, we're having like a really mini story time today. This all worked out because I was like, oh, our story time's not really long, but it's fine. So, our mini story time is just about how we've talked about this the whole episode. The whole point of Jesus and stuff like that. Is that Jesus was really nice. Like, like the whole thing. He was very nice. And he just wanted everyone to get along. And that gets very lost. And I know there's a lot of people who may listen to my podcast. And you guys are not Christians. And I want it to be for everybody. And I want to hear different perspectives of people. But just in case anybody is. I've never heard of this Jesus. I'm like, let me tell you the story. The story is that Jesus was like, let's be nice. And the whole Bible is full of stories. So I'm like, we can't pick one because mm-hmm. it's a big story about a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that goes on. Yeah. But when Jesus comes into the picture in the New Testament, he, a lot of his stories or parables, am I using that word right? Yeah. Parable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I've been a while since I went to Sunday school. I can't remember all the words. <laughs> They're not magic. His... It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all of the stories about him. We're about him wanting to respect people, wanting others to respect others, wanting to be kind and just trying to show people that even though you might not understand or know somebody, you should just be nice to them because we're all people. So I found this very cute little website and it has Bible kids stories. So I was like, oh, and it was like five times Jesus taught us about kindness. And I'm like, I just want to remind everybody this was his actual point. Not to hate anybody. He just was trying to be nice. So if you've ever heard of a little disease called leprosy, back in the day, it was really bad. And a lot of people had it and it was highly communicable. So people made them live together. So nobody wanted to go over there. But Jesus did one time. He's like, you know. We got to go over there. And this guy came up to him and he's, I have leprosy. Please help me, Jesus. And Jesus is like, no problem. And all Jesus' friends were like, chill, Jesus. You might get leprosy. And Jesus is like, hey, we got to help people who are going through shit. Okay. So <laughs> verbatim. That's what he yeah. said. <laughs> exactly. He said, we've got to help people and don't worry about it. We have to do nice things for them. So that's one thing that he did. And that's in Matthew 8. Chapter one through four. It's way more eloquently said there. Yeah. That was basically the point of the story. <laughs> like, that was a great recap. I love it. <laughs> great. And another time, Jesus, he went to dinner with this guy who was... Jesus really didn't like money collectors, if you didn't know. One time he flipped a table. He got so mad about it. Like, he was so- exchanging money inside the church and yes. charging people... To be able to do spiritual practice. And, yes. Like, and he yeah. wasn't about that. And yeah. like, I agree. Like, it's not about that. He was like, no, yep. you should be here because that's what you want. And it makes you happy. Yep. So there was this guy. Everybody in the Bible had these wild, awesome names. Zacharias. I love it. Um, And he was a wealthy chief tax collector. And he really Favorite wanted story. to see <laughs> Yes. He really wanted to see Jesus, but he was mad short. So he had to climb up into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't see him damn 
Yeah, he was a short king. And he's not, I want to see Jesus. He's supposed to, Jesus was a cool guy. He was like the rock star of the day. People like to go see him talk because he always has some cool shit to say. So he got up in the tree and then he's, Jesus, my boy. And then Jesus saw him and he's, Zacharias, get down here. And he's, tonight I'm going to come have dinner with you. And all the people saw him. And the people saw that he was talking to Zacharias and all the people are like, Jesus is going to have dinner with that guy. He sucks. He's a sinner. And Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> but then Zacharias stood up and he said, Jesus, look, I'm going to give you half the half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'm going to pay them back. And Jesus says, see, today Zacharias has changed his ways because he and I think the point of that story is that Zacharias maybe didn't think he was worthy because he was doing something that was like deemed not good. What he was doing, he was taking people's taxes, probably keeping some of it. Oh yeah, he was definitely. But yeah, but Jesus realized that even though Zacharias was doing something wrong, it was okay that like everybody can be redeemed. And then Zacharias was like, "Bet, okay, cool. Like mm -hmm. I will. I think I'm going to change my ways because I realized that this person is making me realize that like I'm worth more than I thought." Like, Jesus so invites him into community before he's yes. even worthy of it and then that changes him he didn't have to make some kind of rules or judgment on him yes that him feeling like a part of something made him change and become a kinder person himself which i think is exactly yeah. and like everything we've been talking about look how if we welcome more people into our communities and like i'm not just talking about christians i'm talking about all different types of yeah. communities and because there's all different types of people who discriminate. So if we welcome people, that helps them to become better persons for themselves. And beyond us judging them, maybe they will feel better about themselves also because we've now helped them. That's, hello, let's do this. So then another time, like, like, Jesus, Jesus did this all the time. He was always showing compassion to sick people. When all of his friends, Jesus's friends are crazy. They were always like, Jesus, don't touch that lady. She's dirty. Jesus, don't touch that person. They're a different tribal group. And Jesus is like, you guys chill out. I'm literally Jesus. And it's literally fine. <laughs> like, they're always, like, they're always like, like, did you Stop. forget who I am? <laughs> like, they're, they're like, I'm... Yeah, Dory syndrome. I feel like he's constantly turning around to it, especially Peter, because I feel like Peter was always trying to stop him from doing something. Mm -hmm. I was like, Peter, shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Peter. <laughs> because Peter's always like, my Lord, don't do this. And Jesus, can you literally chill out? I literally... <laughs> He's always mad, even though Peter's the one who goes later and just keeps talking about Jesus. So I guess he's fine. But like, in the moment, Peter was doing a lot. And Peter was the one. Isn't Peter the one who denied him three? Peter, I have some words. He's doing a lot. But also, yeah, Peter even almost got in a fight with Mary Magdalene one time. We talked about that on a different episode, but don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Go back and re-listen to it. Exactly. You, you just be rude. Now. Exactly. But even Jesus knew. Okay. So even, and I didn't know this, but Jesus knew, of course he knew. Jesus knew a lot. He already knew Jesus was going to obviously betray him and he still kissed him. And Peter, again, Peter was like, why are you kissing him? And Jesus is like, it don't matter. Like, like I know it's, about to it's fine. 
he's my bros and I already know what's about to happen. So it's going to be fine. And he's like, Peter, and I feel like in my head, this is what happened to He's like, Peter, don't forget. I know what you're about to do, too. So shut the hell up. <laughs> you have no room to talk. Hot meat kettle. <laughs> he said, be quiet. <laughs> you're too loud. Stop. Exactly. Stop. Oh, and the last thing. Is that Jesus saw, okay, the whole Samaritan thing, because he keeps, nobody liked Samaritans back then, I guess. Whatever. So back, <laughs> so when Jesus saw a Samaritan lady and she was thirsty, he gave her the drink and it was probably Peter, but maybe it was somebody else who was like, damn, why are you giving that Samaritan lady a drink? Because we're Jewish and we don't associate with them. And Jesus was like, because this drink is a gift from God. So I'm going to give it to her because she deserves it because she's God's child. Basically, that's what he said. And everyone's like, damn, Jesus was so, I think people say it, but people really don't realize this was what he was about. He just wanted to help everybody. All these other things that all these stupid, super, not sorry, I shouldn't say that, but people who are super conservative are saying all these things that are not true. He was super accepting. He super just wanted to help everybody. It wasn't about who you were. It wasn't even about that you believed in him, that he didn't care. He just wanted people to be comfortable. Yeah, I feel like the gospel is just so inclusive. It's all about making the world right, making people right in their relationships. And streamlined white American evangelicalism has so ventured off that path. It's Mm -hmm. all about people get angry about culture war bullshit. And it's about how you dress and how you talk and this and that. And And hellfire. Yeah, it's like, that's not the point. You're missing it completely. Uh. Yeah, it should be about love and inclusion and kindness. So, yes. So that's, and that's where we're going to end it because that's what we need to do. Damn it. Everybody be nice and just remember that it's about kindness. And thank you, Amber, for being part of a community which is trying to actually spread that message. You're doing a great job. And you're fun and you're hilarious. And I really enjoy you as a person. You reached out to me and asked me about being on your podcast. And I was like, let me just check her out first. And I love your podcast. You're so funny. The people that come on have so much wisdom. And I just laugh. I'm like, those are my friends. They don't know it, but they're my friends. (laughs) I'm like, I... I'm so glad you you agreed because it's like there I do have a lot of like witchy people but and I think I've said this on a previous podcast I'm like from my induction into this world I think I've been up I love spirituality of Mm -hmm. any sort I love reading like religious texts of any sort I love learning so I always want to hear from every single person I can like their perspective and like how it makes sense to them because it's just interesting that you came on here yeah thank you so much absolutely anytime (laughs) yeah amber before we leave i just always ask people and i stole this i always say this i stole this from a different podcast that i love (laughs) scam goddess so she always says where do you want to be found on the internet if people like to follow you or anything like that so i'm on instagram i gosh i didn't you can tag me. I'm going to link. All the links yeah. will be in the show yeah. notes. I'm just okay. asking you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Instagram, I'm pretty active there. I am on Facebook, and I keep that pretty open because I've got all kinds of people that follow me there, but it's a little more boring over there. I feel like Instagram, <laughs> I'm a little spicier. 
I do have a Twitter, but I don't engage with it much since Elon took over that place. Um, I'm on TikTok too, but I'm not consistent. But I do have quite a few videos up, so I'm there too. So I'm all over. Or you could, if you're ever in Jacksonville, Florida, and want to meet me in person, we're at Riverside Church at Parking King. So you could find me there too. (laughs) Yay. And we got so deep in our conversation, I didn't do my mid-show plug so i have to do it at the end again i already do it anyway yeah, doesn't matter anyway yourself, girl. Get it. <laughs> so everybody i just want to thank amber and remind you guys that we are we i always say we it's me it's just me it's, <laughs> i am i'm with the divine <laughs> on instagram and on facebook i have to fix my facebook page it's really messed up if you really like this show you can like it you can subscribe on wherever you listen to it whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify blah 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 um and if you have any suggestions comments questions whatever you can feel free to email me at dine with the divine pod at gmail.com and if you want to follow me ashley i'm at sankofa hs that's s-a-n-k-o-f-a-h-s and i'm sankofa healing sanctuary on facebook so i just want to thank you again amber and thank you everybody for listening and i hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and i'll see you next week bye, bye. <laughs>